0: Hey, I'm Dr. Kate Wong. And I'm Tiara Mitchell. And, and you are listening to, to the, the Holistic Hope Podcast. We invite you to join us and our village in conversations rooted in wellness and health so that we may grow a community of generational healing through love. In this episode, episode three, Kate and I discuss how
1: normal can easily be mistaken for common, the fine line between cautious and fearful. And how to balance all the things to make the best decisions for your health. We hope you enjoy this week's episode.
0: So normal is not really normal. Yeah, that's an interesting one because it's like the world things, what's happening in general, whether it's in health, whether it's in like, you know, everyday life, common seems to be like a normal, but common does not mean normal, right? Like Common of you know having certain things where your kid's always crying or you know you're like oh, you have this certain uh, like PCOS is one of those things like polycystic ovarian syndrome is very common for people or thyroid disease condition are very common for people in the middle age females but doesn't mean it's a normal thing for people right and then also
1: there's a physical part of it, but then there's also the mental and emotional part. Like, I feel like it's common for people to say, to just trust that everything's going to be okay. You know, good vibes only, but that's not really normal because human beings go through those emotions and it's, that is the normal part of fear is normal. It's normal to not know what's going on. It's normal to not be able to trust that it's going to work out And that's okay too, you know, but what's also normal is figuring out how to get yourself to a place where you can get over the fear, where you can begin to trust that things are going to work out despite what it looks like.
0: Yeah, like adding on to that, you know, how there's certain things that fear is normal, it's, um, all these different things can mean feeling normal, but when it's chronic, when it's just like a long time for years and years that you're always in fear, now that's, that's something that needs to be questioned. Is that really normal or is that really something that is happening to where now it's my new normal? Because there's a new normal, right? Yes. There's new normals as well. Yes.
1: Hmm. Which is interesting because then it's like when we're creating these new normals, it's more like we're creating a reason as to not move forward.
0: Yeah, then you're just scared of what to do. Because, like, there's a lot of times where what I'm talking to people, whether they're about, you know, fertility, whether it's about, you know, their kid, um, what's going on, like, when it's something that is just, how do you say it? Can can I refresh,
1: what what were we talking about? We're talking about normal, not really being normal. yeah. And how, like you you brought up the physical side of it, you know, like, yeah, it may be common, but that doesn't make it normal. Like, it's not a normal function of your body. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's common for people to experience those challenges. But that doesn't mean it's normal. And then as far as the mental, emotional side, yeah, it's common for people to be afraid and to kind of not trust the situation, but it's not normal to live in that fear and that mistrust of yourself.
0: Yeah, let's do an example. COVID is one of those things that, you know, it's an easy topic to talk about, whether you're listening because, you know, after the whole COVID uh, shelter in place is done or is still in place, um, whether you're in a different country in general the idea of fearing germs the idea of feeling viruses the idea of fearing something outside of us where we seem we seem we can't control because it's all, it's all around us and truth be told it's also inside of us there's trillions of cells trillions of bacteria that's inside of us already in order to create a certain kind of homeostasis a certain kind of balance harmony in our system and if you're in constant fear of yourself because you're made up of those cells, in constant fear of outside because you're in this environment. Like when is it the time to actually start healing and start thinking about something more. Because you know there's a chart recently uh, where my friend Mikosi shared um and uh, as well. So who do I choose to be during the COVID-19, right? There's a fear zone, there's a learning zone, and the growth zone. So from all those different things, like where where is it too much time that we spent and where is it too little time? Like what is the appropriate measures? Cause a lot cause what's happening as of right now, um, during this recording, is this seems to be like a, a influx of f- um, more fear, more, you know, protect yourself, don't leave the house, cover your mouth, don't touch your face, all these different things are on the fear zone, don't do this or else the end result of why people are fearful because they might die, right? Even though in your, in your head thinking there's people that recovered from it, the fear and the panic and all these different things is death. In the end, but how long is too long, right? So, of course, when you're in a car accident, of course, when you're you know bitten by something, fear has to be there in order for you to react uh, accordingly, um, have certain kind of blood flow go certain areas for you either to run away or you know for you to heal, right? But in your fear zone and you're in the sympathetic, high stress mode you don't want to sit there and heal thinking oh you know i got bit what must to do you want to run away from that so a lot of people that are stuck in their house for right now it's like they're all antsy um they're all um wanting to do something keep busy keep wanting to be productive mm-hmm. because someone uh i was listening to uh, one of the podcasts recently too as well how some like there's two ways either you're busy right now because you're working in your job you're productive you're grounding because this is inspiring you to do something or you're busy because you're reacting to a sort of um unresolved trauma that you somehow need to get away and your order to get away is we can't leave our house so in our minds we kind of find elsewhere the mental escape Yeah, either through like intelligence of you know, academia, researching more, what else I do, um, all these different things, or you're just doing something to us, like you mentioned, you escape to, for work. How do I get away from this so I don't have to think about it because it's dangerous? Right. And so, is that normal? Is that common? You know, how long is that time frame? It's
1: so hard to say, right? I've been saying, so then where does the point happen where we call it out as not being normal, as not being okay? You know, like, because I can say for me personally, I'm very much not really afraid of the virus, but there's a part of me that feels guilty for not feeling afraid because I think one of our friends talked about it earlier too um, I have things that keep me busy that are, it's not changed my day-to-day. I've, I was been, I was already homeschooling. I was already working on my business. And now I feel like this is just an opportunity to just do the things that I really wanted to do because people are home and I can talk to them more now. Mm -hmm. And, but that's me. But then there are people who don't have that experience who may have been terrified of homeschooling, you know, may have been terrified of talking to people online, but it is, it may have been terrified of getting sick. And even if they don't think that they're gonna bring the virus, I mean, even if they don't think the virus is gonna be harmful to them, they may be afraid that there's gonna be harmful to someone in their family that they're close to. So they're like, over worried about bringing it home kind of thing. And that's a very real fear. Especially for if they live with elders, you know, the grandma, grandpa or something like that. So at what point do we say, at what point do we draw the line between fear and just being smart, you know, being being wise in this situation?
0: Yeah, it's like being cautious enough, but not too cautious to where it overwhelms our life right Right. it's like for example like virus like i mentioned right the germs germ theory germs bacteria everything is always around us right there's always a potential whatever it's a new virus an old virus whatever it is there's always some kind of potential that we can get sick now the the interesting part is it's like there's there's that that virus is there but what's inconsistent is each person's constituents of how their body reacts to that virus based on their foundation of health, hmm. right? Because just, because elderly, right? For example, they, they can be fragile. They are isolated in where they're living, you know, if they're in an assisted living home. Um, they are not, you know, fed the, the best nutrient-dense foods. Um, they are, you know, not exercising because they are, they're sitting there. Um, they don't have the... Uh, Maybe the capacity of another caregiver to help them, because they just don't, and they're not able to, because their knee hurts, their ankle hurts. They don't have that mental capacity to do all these different things, right? Compared to a person who is like a two, like one eighty pound um, guy who can work out, can do certain things around, like you know, work out at home, work out outside, walk with their dog, all these different things. That comparison of the same virus. To this, to those different people, can react and express two different ways, right? If it's if the virus is a something that someone's fearful of, so if we take the virus out of the equation, right? If we take that out and just say, what if the virus is something or um, that our cells already has because our cells, our bodies has bacteria, has all these different things that's made up of, you know, good and bad and a certain balance, right? To fight off certain things. Cause we can't like literally not have any bacteria in our life, like, like physically, because we need that in order to have information to basically let the body know this is good. This is bad for right now. I need to know what's here to either get rid of it or kind of gobble it all up, put it into a certain kind of uh, cell to get rid of it in, in your poop and your whatever it is. Right. So what if it's your body not able to handle certain things and it's reacting because you don't have enough support system in your body health wise to begin with. And because you're stressed out even more, what if that's the, the, uh, the problem versus something else outside of us attacking us.
1: Hmm. So are you saying that with the virus and the virus is the example we're using right now, um, but in general, even rather than focus on what the external circumstances are and what's going on, more so focusing on what, of course, what we could do better, but where we are right now, so, for example, I want to say it had something to do with marketing, but not being able to understand where you're going without first seeing where you're at mm-hmm. um, and so, in this case with with the virus, you know, yes, we are terrified of contracting this thing and dying because that is a very real possibility um, but It's just as real that we can contract this thing and get through it because, like you said, our health foundation from the beginning. So then rather than using this time to be stressed and afraid of if we will survive contracting the virus, using this time to say, hey, what decisions did I make in the past that could potentially potentially cause me to not survive contracting the virus, you know, i.e. eating too many sugary foods, not exercising enough, not making sure that I go to my routine checkups to see what's going on with my body, you know, where I could improve my health. And so after I'm able to identify those things, again, using myself as an example, I regret not exercising more. I regret not having more leafy greens and things in my diet I regret not being on top of my supplements because I knew better. It's not like all those things were new to me. I knew better and I just decided, eh, I could put that off for a little bit. I could could do this. And now being in the midst of this, I'm like, whoa, should I have put that off? So now rather than be worried about what I could have, should have, should have done, I'm in a situation where I have to think of it like, okay, now moving forward, what am I going to do? Mm-hmm. You know, what am I going to do to make sure that my family's safe? Well, I know I'm going to make sure that we're definitely like, you know, hand washing was a thing before. But like now hand washing is a thing. Like we walk through the door. I'm like, go wash your hands. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you walk through the door, take off your shoes. Let's spray your shoes down. That kind of stuff. What are the small changes I can make so that in the future I don't have to worry about what my health is going to look like in the worst case scenario? Mm -hmm. kind
0: of yeah because like it was interesting my mom was telling me that uh despite like her family's freaking out all these different things like she didn't change much what she does because she always wiped everything down she always like washed groceries three or four times like she always did those things so it's not like it's something new Mm -hmm. you know but sometimes when we're in a different environment it's like for example when uh people you know who are just newly engaged and then they recently just got pregnant like you know right afterwards right like what are you supposed to do you thought you had time to prepare but now you don't that's why it's like such a such a Good situation, opportunity to be in right now. Because now you kind of reflect. It's like, oh, this is how important being prepared is. This is how important to have the time to do that is. Despite you know, there's always science that changes, research that changes, all these different things. Like you know, recently um, the surgeon um, was it the was it called what was he called the surgeon? Surgeon general. General, yeah, surgeon general, general surgeon um, said not to wear face masks, and then a week later, he said wear it right mm-hmm. cuz he's in the beginning he mentioned how it, like the virus goes through the, pore, the the holes of the face mask so it's negligent right to so, to combat the fear probably of not using all the face masks of other people that may need it but on the other hand now he's saying just cover your mouth supposing not touching parts of your face right so which is the one that is correct? Despite all this information, all this overwhelm of good information, bad information, follower information, is like, there, yes, there's certain things that are told to you, but what is actually one that's right for you? Because I could yeah. tell you, take this supplement that supplement all this because your body composition says you need that but if you you never took anything in general and you hate pills and you hate taking something on a schedule that's not the first thing you start with right that's why it's so important when you mentioned you know now you wash your hands um when you come home take off your shoes because that's something that i normally do when i come home because as asian you know culture that's what you just do you just take off your shoes and you know it's just right. um Different for me when I was in, uh, grew up in the states, when people wore shoes in the house, and so it's like, where do you start? Right, you don't, you don't need to judge yourself how you didn't do it, but where you are is where you can go from. You because know? normal is going
1: to be different for everybody. Exactly, normal is going to be different for everybody, and I think that it has been the biggest. One of my biggest takeaways from this whole thing, because for me, it was normal to be in the house. I do not mind being in the house. Like I said, we were homeschooling before, and I was so grateful for homeschool because it gave us flexibility. And that's normal for me. But now, seeing all the parents who are stressing out over having to homeschool their child, it is not normal to have your children home all day to them, you know? So it that has been for me my big takeaway with the covid outbreak is normal doesn't look the same for everybody and like you said when it comes down to it we each need to identify what is good for us and what's realistic for us you know like not trying to put all these expectations on ourselves that we don't even understand how to approach to begin with like you said what's the first step and then what's the What's the next right thing to do? You know, and go from there. Create a normal that feels normal to us, but that's not a band-aid that's not hiding what the issue, the underlying issue is.
0: Yeah, in the long run. Why is you need a band aid just to feel better, like, you know, there's no way like especially you don't see a movie, but you know what? You got hurt and a band-aid. It makes you feel better. It's like almost like a placebo effect just Put that little band-aid on there. It's like, oh, that's like good for now. And then we'll come back to it later. Cause it's like a little band-aid, yeah. right? Cause you can't fix everything. You can't know what exactly was going on until you have the time and the capacity sometimes to do a little bit more research. Yeah, like Just when I was, uh, when I had my family members talking to me about, um, different, um, different, uh, what is it called, uh, influx of people getting positive on the COVID in general. It's like, but are you sh- sure it's an influx or is it an influx because the testing just started, right? But what kind of testing is it? And is it time for me to like kind of break down what the test needs, but exactly in the test, actually testing for it, in the in the molecule, in the cell, all these different things. Because in the end, like you just wanna know does what you're supposed to do. your solution is it doesn't really matter if you have the virus or you don't have the virus It matters is that you're not in that fear and you have a solution for that fear
1: and that is big having a game plan just having a game plan Mm
0: -hmm.
1: that concludes this week's episode of the holistic hope podcast thanks for joining us we hope you enjoyed the episode We would like to invite you to continue the conversation with us online. Check the show notes to see where you can connect with Dr. Kate, myself, our guests, and the rest of the Holistic Hope community to dive deeper into ways we can create generational healing through love. See you next week. And until then, stay well, friends.